Test, test, test. my check, my check. One, two, one, two. Test, 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 test. <laughs> okay, Chip, we testing, got testing. DJ Ibit Chick on the mic. We got Ibi, AJ. Ibi. Yo, yo. Let's get it. Episode 33, Caption World Podcast, coming up in a few minutes. Capturing the world. world, world, world. New Jersey, dude. second this is the caption world podcast episode 33 man i got some friends that are back on the podcast I haven't seen them in a long time so i'm glad to have them back man I got my homeboy aj back yo yo got my homeboy uh dj if chick aka chick back on the pod yeah i'm here hey come up a little closer to the mic hey, man. man i'm tired man i'm here <laughs> <laughs> me and chick just had a battle man we just had an ig battle um r&b Classics from the '90s and the early 2000s, man. Um, shout out to all the, all the people that watched that IG live. Um, even though they tried to kick us off, man, because at first, um, what was the first song we played? Chick, did he? They, uh, they that live. Off. Can we talk? Yeah, can we talk by Seven Campbell? Um, as soon as you played it, man, it, it was like I got a message on my IG live. It was like, yeah, um, you're playing content that you don't own, or something like that. Or if you do own it, you can you can resume, and if you don't, we are gonna cut it off. So I hit resume, and they was like, "Yep, you're lying. Cut that Jane off." So I was like, "Day." <laughs> so we got we got up there again. We kept playing some songs. Then we played uh, Lauren Hill, one of those Lauren Hill songs, and then they cut us off again. Got back on. Then we ended up playing um, what was the last song they cut Mary us Day. off? At? Mary J song, um, Be Happy, and then um. They cut us off again. So, but after through all, all that, man, we still able to have a good competition. I won. Nah, I feel like I won, <laughs> bro. I was I was doing hit after hit, man. But hey, it was it was fun though. We gotta do it again though next weekend or something like that. But um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. Also, shout out to all of our Spotify listeners, um, Apple Podcast listeners, YouTube listeners, you know, for rocking with us. Um. We'll, you know, we are still in quarantine right now. You know, a couple of us are still, you know, able to go a couple of places. But we were just talking about it earlier. How we wasn't able to find toilet paper and um, paper towels, you know, stuff like that still are unavailable. Um, yeah, man. Like, how do y'all feel about that? Like, it seems like a lot of people. And because we about to be, you know, we about to talk about like reselling sneakers and stuff like that coming up soon. But even even with this coronavirus stuff going on, a lot of people are taking the opportunity or have already took the opportunity to like resell certain items like toilet paper and paper towels and hand sanitizer. Like, you know, how do you feel about that? You think that's like a good business opportunity or it's like half and half? Like it's kind of um, being inconsiderate to the people that really need that stuff. You don't need so much of that stuff. I will say it's a hustle and it's inconsiderate. Right. I would say it's the hustle because it's it's pretty hard right now with jobs where people aren't, you know, they aren't working. So it's like, all right, what could I do to still provide? Because job might stop, but the bills are not stopping. So, Facts. So it's like, all right, cool. What, what are people, what do they need? What's, what's the demand right now? So they probably stopped up with the Sam's Club or Costco or something like that. Got them in a wholesale, package them up, they sell them. Like, you can find them on OfferUp, go, Amazon. But I heard that Amazon is, like, trying to monitor that from people from doing it. Uh, I think so. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, but they're, they're trying to make a living. But, yeah, it's, it's inconsiderate because people, like, this is things that people need. So. Right. 
Yeah, I can agree with that too because, I mean, you know, the reselling game is throughout all of the business, you know, but, I mean, in, in this case, I feel like those things shouldn't be the things you should try to resell right now in the, you know, in the time period being right now. You know, people, a lot of people need that stuff. And it's like you're, you don't need all that stuff and you're trying to resell it to get more money for yourself, make it, you know, making it harder for normal people to get what they need to get. Um, but yeah, so how you feel about that chick? I feel the same. <laughs> <laughs> like, cause all I got is toilet paper right now. Like, and pretty soon I'm going to run out of that and I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, no, nah, no, nah, for real. Cause, uh, I've been saying the same thing with the toilet paper and the, the paper towels. They it's pretty rough to find. Like I haven't seen them in Sam's club for like two, three weeks now. I heard the best time to shop is like in the morning. Yeah, but they let the um elderly. The elderly, yeah, go in mm-hmm. first. Which is not mad at that, but yeah. I had with the Kroger the other day, man. I was waiting in line and I was like, All right, maybe you know, the the store didn't open up yet and they probably just gonna let a little bit of people go in. And then by the time I got to the front, she was like, Oh, uh, senior citizen? I'm like, huh? No. She's like, Oh yeah, senior citizens only and from seven to eight. And I was like, dang, you could at least put like a sign up to let me know. Yeah, like, yeah. I wouldn't have stayed in this line so long. You could have came, walked down the line and told, you know, told people as they were in line, like, okay, if you're in line, you're not an elderly person, you should probably come back later. But yeah. they ain't say none of that. It is let you stay in line until you got to the front. So, kind of wasting my time. Yeah. Nobody was going to say anything, even though they saw you in the store shopping. <laughs> Man, I don't, because like, <laughs> I, went to, I, went, I was in line outside and then it was like, in my mind, I was like, okay, it's a lot of elderly, elderly people, but I just thought that older people shop in the morning, so I was yeah. like, okay, well, that's probably what they do. I'm going to just get my stuff and leave, but I ain't getting no hint from nobody. They just looked at me and was like, yeah, he not getting in. <laughs> they was like, oh, he look old. <laughs> <laughs> he must got Benjamin Button disease or something, because he don't look like he's elderly, but he might be really 80. But what if you're shopping for the elderly then? See, I don't like, know. Cause all I don't know how that would work. Can't, like, you know, all elderly can't make it to the store, so what if you shop it for them? I don't know how to answer that. I'm, like, not, I'm not sure how, like, yeah. these rules actually work here out here. Right. Like, I'm just... Because it could be a possibility. Like, I'm shopping for my grandma, grandpa. Ain't no real rules. <laughs> no real rules? Heck no. They just, no. They just throwing stuff at us right now. Yeah, they just making up stuff as they go along, bro. And then, like, you got... You know, and that's another thing I want to talk about, too. Like, what business opportunities can you see come from this? Like, I know that a lot of people are out of business. A lot of people are, are without jobs right now. But, like, it seems, it seems like people are still trying to, are making a way to create revenue for themselves. Like, a lot of people that have certain skills, like, if you know how to sew and stuff like that, man, you can be making a killing. Because I know my aunt, she, um, you know, she's a seamstress. And she can sew and everything. So, like, she's killing them with the mask right now. Like, mm. she's killing them, bro. Like, um, I heard that, like, I know, I think my dad was trying to find a sewing machine this over this weekend. And you can't find no sewing machine. Like, if you go to Joann's, like, you know, arts and craft stores like Joann's and Michael's, mm. even Walmart, you can't find no sewing machines. You can't really find that much fabric. Like, mm. everybody's, like, having the same idea. Like, you might mm, think, yeah. like, oh, I get a so much. Nah, like everybody already thought about that. Yeah, I went to Michael's maybe like um, two days in a row yesterday and the day before, and they were right. saying they was out of fabric. Yeah, I didn't really understand that because I'm not like a real big arts and craft person. Right. But yeah, yeah, bro, like they it, killed it them, man. Sense. Yeah, like and then I know I'm selling masks on my website, but the ones I have, they like they kind of go over top of your head, so you can kind of use it. For multi-purpose things, like you can use it, like if it get colder outside later on this year, you can use it as like a face card, or you can use it as a mask, or use it as like a face shield when it get cold outside. It serves different purposes, but a lot of different people are just making like the regular masks that go over your face mm-hmm. and your mouth and your nose and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I've seen a lot of people making masks, man, it's making a killing, yeah. and then like they're making different, like you know, not just regular cloth, like they got the. NFL teams, um, Marvel, like whatever different, um, whatever you like, man. They got different ones like that. So they kind of added some custom threads on it too. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's bringing the, it's bringing a lot of, um, 
I guess, bringing the best out of you for you to try to come up with different ideas to try to survive during this time. Um, but I know we was talking about the movie theaters too, um, saying like AMC might close down. Do you already see that happening? Like, I think that might really happen or is there a way they can be able to survive after this, like to get back to where they used to? Um, That's pretty tough because um, right now it's like movies that are supposed to be in the movie theaters. It allows you to see them from home now. Really? I'm, I'm talking about like a like a actual legit way where I saw, um, I, I believe like Fandango is on my TV and they said, oh, you can rent this movie. Um, I think it was like Invisible Man, like you can rent this movie. So, right. The, I think these the movie these movie companies are starting to make deals with the other companies that are on TV, um, like Tubi, Tubi TV, um, Fandango, um, a couple of other movie apps. Um, that are on the TV, but I think they're starting right. to make deals where you can rent them. And it's actually pretty a good, you know, to be honest, if you have like a family of like four or five, that's going to cost you a lot going to taking them to AMC. Mm-hmm. But if you say, Hey, we can maybe pay $20 here at home. We can watch it, be comfortable wearing whatever you want to watch, wear, uh, wear, eat whatever you want to eat. Right. We not really spending money. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna do that in the comfort of my own home. Uh, but some too. people, I mean, it could work out for AMC because the movies hold something maybe like something dear and dear to their heart. Um, like you know, different family memories that yeah. they hold together, like right. traditions and stuff. Right, like it's always like I guess something that you always look forward to is going to the movies with your family mm-hmm. and seeing like a new release every now and then. But about to say after this, I don't see the movies dying because nobody wants to be in the house no more. Mm-hmm. After this, everybody about to let loose. Like you about to be at the beach. Yeah, put this thing up. Talk to me real nice. This DJ have a chick on this thing. <laughs> Hold on, I got you. Oh, get you a look go. close there. There we go. Oh, I was going up. Go keep talking. I got you. But yeah. Oh damn. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. But, uh, go ahead. Yeah, I think everybody gonna want to really be out the house. Because it's like you being in the house too much mm-hmm. is killing people. It ain't killing me because I still gotta go to work, so I'm right, outside. Right. But I'm seeing people like really saying, "Man, I feel like I'm in jail." I'm like in your own house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like when people say they feel like they're in jail, they haven't really been to jail. I'm like, <laughs> right? Like you can't you haven't really been to jail, so. <laughs> It's, but I understand the concept that you're trying to make. Right. Yeah. I mean, what well, the point that you're trying to make, but or they're not saying don't go yeah. outside. Like if you want to go stand in front of your door, you don't have to. Mm-hmm. If you want some fresh air, go in front, stand in front of your door. But don't be like, all right, I'm in. I'm just stuck in the house. They telling me stay here. They're not mm-hmm. saying that. Just stay in the house twenty four seven. They are, but they're not. Like get some fresh air. They go back in. Right, just right. don't be around a lot of people trying to touch people, trying to talk in front of people and all that. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I think that all in all, when this is all over, um, I think there are going to be some real huge major changes in the world. I think this is going to teach some people um, to just use what you really need and don't overuse things. Right. Um, Because it's pretty hard to find things that we need right now. Um, I know that's... Yeah, it's, it's, it's really... It's a little, um, it's a little weird right now to see things. I know, but I know this is hurting. Um, I know just for like the sneaker culture, this is hurting, hurting that world because. I mean, it, I, I, it could be hurting that world just because the simple fact of, uh, this is how some people make a living. It's help. It's helping me, boy. Let them prices come down. <laughs> I mean, it, it's. It's it's like yeah, the prices are coming down the shoes because people aren't working and being able to buy the shoes. So it's like all right, cool. Let's bring the prices down the shoes. And when we bring the prices down the shoes, you know, maybe we can have some people to buy. Now, like for me, I'm okay because I'm actually still working. I'm fortunate enough to still be working, right? And so I can buy the shoes. But for somebody who's not working, it's like I don't care how low that price is getting. I might not buy it. Now, if you talking about, like, if you see maybe some Jordan 19s or some 21s or 20s coming down to resell to, like, 
100, I'm talking about some OG ones, then yeah, I'm going to go ahead and buy it regardless if I'm working or not. Because <laughs> I can resell it for probably more. So. That's crazy. He ain't going to resell it. He <laughs> just want to keep it. I broke would, or not. <laughs> yeah, I would keep them. I'm not really big into reselling no more. Uh-huh. I, I want to keep my shoes, but I understand it. Well, yeah, before we talk about that, though, like I can I can see how this corona thing is really affecting everybody and I think like the difference between this and maybe anything else we've seen in our lives is that it's affecting everyone from to somebody working a nine to five to like a millionaire or whatever like mm-hmm. even even the NBA players are trying to figure out how they still can get paid like I don't know what the rules are or what how their contracts are set up but it's a lot of um talk about you know are we still gonna be able to get paid or like how does this work like we never seen nothing like this so what do we have? What does the NBA have, and the players' association have? Like, do they have an agreement for something like this already, or have anybody ever thought about this? Like, how it's gonna work? You know, like even like people that perform, like um, singers, rappers. You know, that's supposed to go on tour. You know, like had to cancel their tours. But the thing about music, you know, you can still release music and mm-hmm. put it on streaming services. But if you provide like an entertainment service like i guess if you're an nba player like people you get paid off of you playing games in front of people so it's like no other way you can make money especially if you haven't invested in anything else besides you just playing basketball like a lot of players have you know or have other side businesses but if you're like a rookie or like a player that's on a 10-day contract or it's a lot of different situations so it's affecting everybody i mean for what i heard for the uh nba that the players are i mean Pay the rest of their like salary for mm-hmm. the year. Um, that's from what I've heard. But also how like the other players, um, how the other like how the players uh, have their other business event- ventures. Um, that's the same thing with the NBA owners. They have their other business ventures. That's how they're able to actually own these teams. Like they right. just don't rely on the team. So it's like okay, they're probably pulling money from different other places and. And paying them, but I mean these are these are very wealthy uh people, and mm-hmm. it's not just like one owner of a team. It's like maybe a family owns a team. I yeah. mean, maybe like other little small investors own a team too. I mean, you have some some people own that one team, like uh Steve Ballmer. I believe he's the only sole owner of the Clippers. Mm-hmm. But you know, and I think uh Dolan for the Knicks. But other people have like the Cavs, they have like multiple owners. Don't he got it? Don't he got the Corona? The Knicks owner? Yeah, D- James do? Dolan. Yeah, yeah, he does have the oh, Corona. Oh, I, I ain't know that. Yeah, they had uh, announced that maybe like a couple weeks ago. Um, yeah, they had said they announced it um, that he had it. So, has there been any update on how he's feeling? Um, I haven't heard an update so far. The only people I heard the update for were. Uh, the Lakers, they said they're ha- they're fine. Then Brooklyn Nets are fine. Uh, um, well, yeah, heard about Utah, but they're having a little player issue between Gobert and yeah, Mitchell. Yeah, heard about that, man. They really have. They talk about really trading now, <laughs> right? Trading one of the Sixers are open. So yeah, <laughs> nobody's coming to the Sixers <laughs> even in Corona. Bro, so. we're, we're talking right now to Chris Paul and Harrison Barnes. Like we talking to different teams, but Harrison Barnes. Yeah, I don't know what else he gonna do. From. But we want to. We want to <laughs> get Carolina of, boy. I'm talking like this. We want to get rid of Al Horford. That's why. Because he's not really uh, fitting. Uh, it's too much weight in the paint. Too much body weight in that paint, bro. Need to trade our coach. That's what you need to trade. That's crazy. This coming from you. Yeah. Y'all y'all assistant coach give all respect to y'all head coach. I mean, we have a very respectful <laughs> coaching staff all together. No, no, no. Just Jason Kidd. Nobody no, no, cares no. about the rest. I mean, Frank Vogel has done very well. Don't nobody care about him. Um, Jason Kidd has done very well. Outside the Lakers, don't nobody care about him. I mean, we have, a, <laughs> we have a pretty good, great coaching staff, you know. You'll hop on the bandwagon one day. Bro, y'all haven't won nothing. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm about a bandwagon it's just it's just a legacy that we carry y'all have way more losing seasons bro we we never had a a, one player try to trade the whole team though i mean that's a little that's lebron effect he blended his whole career y'all just now getting tv time again 
bro. We've been had TV time, even when we were sorry. That's how crazy it was. Nah, WGN don't count. You don't come on WGN, it's the wrong channel. Bro. Ain't WGN the other zone? <laughs> yeah, that's like Chicago. Chicago Bulls, y'all, yeah. <laughs> And they have one Philly game each month. When we play them. <laughs> I think the Wizards got like the MSNBC or whatever, but. Yeah. Cancel that too. Man, I miss, I miss the days when we had TV time. Bro. That was rough. Y'all was so sorry. They was playing 2K games yeah. on that channel for y'all. Like, they was yeah, playing. Yeah, I'm so serious. They was playing Wizards <laughs> playing the, uh, somebody on 2K. Well, 2K? Yeah, yeah, on that channel. Come on, man. They got to. I don't know. Maybe once John Wall get back, maybe we make a little bit of noise. But <laughs> you know, he getting older too. He almost thirty. You know, so better stick to the Mystics. <laughs> the Mystics. Mm-hmm. Y'all wild, bro. But I what mean, y'all? Oh, go ahead. No, nah, go ahead. I say, what y'all think about um, the NBA season though? Like, I know we we just been talking about the NBA. Y'all, how do you think they're gonna be able to save the season? Like, I don't think they are. Yeah, I don't think they are. But don't you? Don't they? I feel like they gotta find a way, like to, to at least get a champion somehow. Like maybe that's not don't even finish the regular season, just go straight to the playoffs, and just find a way to like do it. Even if it might hinder next season, like maybe next season should start in December or January, just so you can save this season at least. Some teams complaining, but some teams will complain because they still had a chance to get in the playoffs because there was so many games left. Well, maybe you can still finish the season mm-hmm. and do the playoffs, but. Just try to save the season to make next season start late. I think um, more in a – if you think deeper into it, um, I think they're probably going to scratch the whole season because it's not like a, a playing even – like it's not like a, a level field right now. Not fair because some players are able to work out. Like Some can't. Yeah, yeah some can't because when they was playing the uh, like the players on the, the 2K on ESPN, they were saying that uh, – I, I remember uh, – what is it, Achimura? He yeah. was like, he, he ain't, you know, he hasn't seen a gym. Devin Booker, like, oh, he don't need a gym. Neither one of them do. <laughs> Devin Booker was like, oh, no, nah, he's still practicing. Pat Beverly talking about he's still practicing. Like, the Greek freak said all he can do is work out. He ain't touch the ball because he ain't got no gym to play in. Yeah, like, they don't have a gym to play in, so you're going to be, yeah, yeah. yeah I guess you might be right because yeah. the players still got to get back in shape. Mm-hmm. Even if you started, you know, who, you know, I don't know how long it might take. But, I mean, they've been out of basketball for a minute. And I guess if you already been used to playing on these games, like road trips and playing at home and getting to the groove of it and then, then stop completely and then try to get back into it, it's like the playoffs might not be fair. Like you might have a – you know, your star players might not be the same stars, like, as they were. Like, they might still get off, but it won't be the same as them being completely um, in shape. Yeah. So, I think they're going to throw away this season. Honestly, that's very unfortunate, though. It's very unfortunate because the Lakers were looking very sharp this year, but that's. I'll take this if you throw it away because we I have. I it too because we won't go nowhere anyway. We you need to throw away. Let me get John Wall. We got John Wall back. Everybody back. We good. Yeah, y'all could take a couple Ooh. of the five y'all like, seasons. Y'all like the Redskins, baby boy. Hey, no, heck no. We got some stars. <laughs> Even though they um they did my boy Bradley Bill wrong, he should have been an All Star. Yeah, that's you know, a that's a giving them a twenty-eight piece every night, dropping fifty pieces on them every other night, Mister, you know, Mister All Star team. But it's all good though. Mm-hmm. But anyway, man, um, the main topic we want to talk about is just you know, the the sneaker reselling game. Um, we just kind of lightly spoke about that earlier in our conversation. Um, but yeah, it's kind of it's kind of a business within itself, you know. I kind of can say like sneaker reselling is like the new real estate. You know, people buying shoes and clothes and flipping them for more. Um, so you got, I guess, eBay used to be, or I, I guess it still is. I don't know. Y'all do more of that than me. Um, but, you know, I feel like back in the day, that's where you would go to resell stuff, especially sneakers. Like you go to eBay and resell um, shoes. And um, now you got like apps like StockX, Grilled, the Go app. Mm-hmm. different apps you can use to kind of resell your stuff. And even if you want to buy stuff, like maybe you couldn't get it for resale, you can go, if you can afford to pay that price to pay more for something that you want, you can use these apps for that. Um, I believe StockX might be the biggest one out of the three. Y'all don't quote me on that, but if y'all know more than me about, about that information, 
Um, but this is one thing I didn't know. It was started by um, Dan Gilbert, the owner of the Cavs, and some um, some other people. It was started back in, like, I believe, 2015, and it has more than 800 employees in downtown Detroit. And um, I believe the company is worth over a billion dollars now. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the days of waiting in line for shoes are over pretty much. Cause I, it kind of evolved from back in the day, like, you can just go to the mall, maybe get some J's. And then it went to, like, having to wait in line before the, start, the store opened to get shoes. And then it evolved to, like, I guess getting raffle tickets from the actual stores, right? And then that kind of evolved to, like, you got to go on a sneakers app and get a, a drawing to get shoes. And if you miss out on that, then you got to go and pay the resale price if you really want these shoes or these clothes or whatever. So it kind of evolved like a, a real business, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, man, you have, um, it seemed like the collabs are doing the most damage now. Like, you got the off-white Jordan collabs. Like, every time Virgil releases, like, a collab on some J's, those sell out ASAP. And then if you can't get them for retail, you're going to have to pay extra on these apps to get the shoes you want. And then you got the Travis Scott's, you know, every Jordan he releases sells out ASAP. Then you got, you know, Fear of God, uh, that one shoe he put out. It kind of wasn't as big as, like, the Virgil's um, collabs, but those did numbers, too. And then you got Yeezy. He just doing his own thing by himself, so those are still selling pretty good, too. And then you got Supreme. You know, Supreme... It might not be as big as it used to be, but I can remember like even, um, people would you know buy Supreme collabs and just resell them online for like double, triple, quadruple the price. You know what I'm saying? So all this stuff has become like a business within itself. So how do y'all feel about that? Do y'all think um, sneaker reselling is good for the culture, bad for the culture, a good business opportunity? Or how do you how do y'all see that? Depends on which way you're looking at it from. Cause uh, well, as some, in your case, like you, you can you call yourself like a sneaker a sneakerhead, right? Yeah. So in your case, if you're trying to get some shoes that you want, does that making it harder for you, or you just know the game that you can kind of get? You have a better chance to get what you want. Um, I feel like now I'm at a point where it's just like if I if I see a shoe I want it, uh, I'm just gonna buy it. Rather than uh, reselling it, I used to resell it. Um, but it's still it's, it's still pretty tough. But I feel like it's getting cleaned up a little bit. But the apps make it rough. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of apps make it rough. Whereas sometimes you don't know what app to even use. Um, or even to even go to. Like, oh, is it going to be released here? Or is it going to be released here? Oh, okay, you're saying I need to go get a ticket from the store and do a drawing or this and that because some st- some stories may say okay cool we doing tickets and you go to the t- you go to that store okay most likely if you don't have somebody at that store or know anybody most likely you probably not getting a ticket because mm-hmm. people at the store of course they're gonna hold out for their friends their family the ones who are like okay cool i can hold a ticket for you all right let me hold that ticket and we gotta just save it to whenever you get here, because these these big company stores are saying um, most of the time if a release comes out, you have to sell all those shoes by a certain time, cause that's the norm. Now sometimes knowing that they have to be sold at a certain time, let's say if somebody say, hey, I can't make it to the store until like five o'clock. Mm-hmm. All right, even though you know that that that's supposed to be gone, that shoe. All they do is just probably scan it in the morning, pay for it, hold that shoe in the back for the person who they want to actually come pick it up. Mm-hmm. So it's a little, it's still tricky to get the shoe that you want. Knowing more people, of course, is easier for you to get it. So, like you'll see some some guys still flipping sneakers at 50 years old, 60 years old, because that's what they used to. Just because it's not because they have to, but that's what they enjoy. They love the thrill of it. Knowing that, oh, I have this connect, I can get this shoe, not because I want it, right. just because I can get it. And they'll probably resell it, only made like $20 off of it, just because. Mm-hmm. But. So, like, do you think the actual people that release these shoes um, have some impact on the game as far as, you know, they're purposely 
not releasing that many shoes as it is. And I think that's like a business model that a lot of companies have been using for a long time now. Um, I don't know who started it first, but from what I remember, like I said, going back to Supreme, that's the first maybe um, streetwear brand or whatever that I've seen that they purposely released limited pieces of everything that they dropped just because they know that it's demand for it. And I guess it being rare builds up the hype of the brand. And I guess overall, if you have too many, too much of anything, I guess it will dilute the brand. If anybody can get it, then it's like, well, do I really want it? Like a lot of people want what they can't have. So with that, you're already not releasing that many pieces or releasing that many shoes. And then for people that can't get them, they have to pay the resale price. And then the resellers are taking advantage of that because they know that it's not that many of these shoes or whatever. So they know it's going to be worth a lot because of that. So it's like, can you really blame the resellers for taking advantage of a business model that a lot of businesses are using? Or like, you know, can you, you can't really get mad at the reseller, I don't think. Because it's going to be a business at the end of the day. And people are taking advantage of it. You know what I'm saying? The only thing I don't like is when somebody comes into the shoe thing and they never really been into shoes. True. Yeah. Like I'm not knocking anybody with the business thing because you go get your money and it's it is still legal. So I'm definitely not knocking you. Mm-hmm. But it's the only thing is you coming into something that we love the whole time. Yeah. And now you're just trying to sell it back to us. Right. So it's like, dang, like. Like just like the Yeezys today, we couldn't get our hands on them because people that have never really been into the sneaker thing, they was using bots and all this stuff. And it's like, yeah, we ain't gonna better. I mean, but that that goes back to like the major companies, like the ones who are releasing the sneakers, knowing that okay, they're influencing it. Like back in maybe like twenty ten. You know, you could just walk in the store any given day and say, oh, this retro came out. Let me go get it. Uh But now it's we're purposely limiting these like this, this amount like to go and like give you give you these shoes. Like, all right, this is going to drop this Saturday at 10 a.m. But we only going to they're not going to tell you how many that's coming out, but they're they're limiting limiting them on purpose. Right. And they're because they have these influence also too to hype up the sneaker like sometimes some of these sneakers don't look all great but they'll have an influencer hype it up right you keep saying it the the algorithms on the social media so you're going to keep seeing it and when something that you keep seeing might possibly grow on you so it's like all right cool that grow on me oh this is what this is going for all right let me try to buy it so I can resell it, even if I don't want it, if I'm not all the way sold on it, but I see the hype for it. The sad part is, it was like a Nike, one of Nike old workers was saying, nothing is ever truly sold out. Right. We keep everything in the warehouse on purpose, and that's why you see multiple restocks over and over and over, because mm-hmm. nothing is ever truly sold out. Cause they, so they know what they're doing. They just sit and they like, yep, they, we're going to build it up, then... They gonna want just like the Jordan ones. They know what the resellers are doing now. That's why they marking the Jordan ones mm-hmm. prices up now. Mm-hmm. They making it. They went from one sixty with tax gonna be one seventy. Now it's one seventy with tax is one eighty. They know what they doing. Yeah, like it's, it's especially with like the consignment shops and so I understand why the consignment shops their prices go up. Let's say because uh, that's how they get that's how they get their bread. The consignment shops is market up the prices because if they want to be um, an official licensed dealer um, to either Jordan or Nike or something like that, they have to pay that 170 back to them or 180 back to them. And now they also have to make the money off of that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, all right, we got to pay y'all because we want to still be that, that dealer or that licensed person, but we also want to make our own money too. So it's like, all right, cool. Rather than we just want to sell these for 190 we gonna sell it for maybe about two or three. Well, not two. I mean, but like for like three or three fifty or something like that. So mm-hmm. then, other websites prices look at the consignment shops and say, "All right, cool. We gonna stay sort of in that same ball range, just to compete." Oh, so that's how they kind of come, I guess, come up with how much the shoes are worth 
on a resale market? Um, for... yeah. Um, I think it's hype also built into it. Mm-hmm. Like the, like for instance, the um, Wave Runners. People used to joke on them and say they look like dash shoes, but you keep seeing celebrities with them. So it's like, all right, cool. They're pretty hard to find. That just ups up the value because the people you see with them and the the rarity of them, um, like the Red Octobers. You don't really see them that much, but the... Ugly. Hey, some people say they're ugly. Some people say they look good, but just because who you seen with them and the name on them, just, that's how it goes. Yeah, a lot of marketing is involved with that, man. Um, yeah, bro, it's crazy. Like, but do you think like releasing more? Like, a lot of people were upset. I guess that um, I don't know that if Yeezy is doing this now or if it's just if it was just a thought. Like, they were saying they're going to start releasing more Yeezys on every release. Like, not make it as rare. I guess it'll still be kind of rare, but they want to start releasing more pairs of of Yeezys. Is that kind of going to dilute the brand or keeping it rare keeps your prestige in some sort as a as a brand? How do y'all see that? Um, I think as a brand, they still like, like Yeezy as a brand has still kept its, kept its same name throughout all of it. But the, like the prices, there there's a chart. I looked at it like the other the other day how the ones that came out before their value was going up because they are becoming harder to find mm-hmm. and it was less of them now the ones that are being made today there are being there are more of them being created but the resale value is dropping for them like the ones that he first came out like the version ones and the version twos like the resale values up in like the thousand eight hundreds now but now today it's maybe like in the fours and threes and twos just depending on what shoe you're talking about like the boots are they came out at two you could probably buy for like 250 now or 270 the shoes or what, what do they sell for the shoes like at two right i think two it depends like the wave runners yeah. they come out at three mm. so it just depends on what shoe it is and the color the color scheme and if the if the hype is around it and if they stop restocking like the zebras, mm-hmm. that was one of the best easies ever for them. Right. But they done had like four, three or four different uh restocks. So the value dropped. Like value when dropped. they first came out, yeah. <laughs> like the value was up there. But then, like you said, the restocks, more restocks, the value starting to drop. Well, I guess that's how I guess that's how you can kind of um lose the money, just like trying to compare it to like real estate maybe you might buy a property and it doesn't sell for as much as you thought it would because maybe like in the case of the yeezys if you bought the first wave of them if you resold them asap or whatever mm-hmm. you probably could have made some bread but if you kept them longer and then they started putting the restock out the shoes you already had gonna drop so it's like damn i probably should have sold them earlier so it's like like a game you're trying to play with the Mm-hmm. the companies it's it's kind of weird though because like say you got one shoe and you hold on to it like i i didn't want to hold on to the sean with the spoons mm-hmm. i was like oh this job might drop eventually because they might restock again because i got a restock i sold it for right. 600 now today that he ain't bringing it that he ain't with nike no more and he ain't thinking about nike he said forget nike they went up, right? They had a thousands now. Yeah. Oh, so you probably could have waited. Yeah, yeah so it's like yeah. you never know you never what's going to happen. I mean, but honestly, lots of the, from what I noticed, lots of these people that do the collabs with Nike, like the ones who are actually into fashion or into uh, sneakers, they don't, I'm not trying to not Nike, but they don't stay with Nike. Like Sean, uh, Kanye, um, soon to be Jerry Lorenzo. Fair guy is leaving. Only person I know that. Yeah, cause uh, little, little rumors watching watching stuff here and there. Yeah, and little he's his contract is almost done with them. I'm wondering why he didn't come out with another fair guy shoe besides yeah. the one he came out with. I yeah. was like, okay, where do where do you come out with another one? I think because also I think his second one ain't do that good. That one with that strap. Yeah, that strap. lower 
Low oh, that was the second one? I thought yeah. it was like, a, like another... Um, yeah, that thing. Like a side, a side but one. But yeah, they're they, they not going... Yeah. He's, he's not going to stay. Like, I mean, but they lots of these creators, they are creators, so they don't... Like, Sean, he's a creator. He's not going to stay with one brand and say, oh, yeah, let mm-hmm. me do this, let me do that. Like, he's going to hop around. Like, he went from um, Nike, then he went to Asics, and then he's with Adidas now. Like, he's he's want to create, he want to have different canvases. Did he do something with Louis V, too? Who's Sean? What Sean, Sean, Sean Witherspoon? Yeah. Yeah, I think he's doing something with um, Louis Vuitton. I seen, like, him, him post a picture at the Louis Vuitton uh-huh. factory one time. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh-huh. That'd be pretty cool, but yeah. I didn't see Sean stand there anywhere because he was like basically, of course, he had his company and stuff going on outside, but I saw him just as a competition winner. So yeah. I didn't really see him sticking with them long. Like, I was like, he said that was that he was going to be with them long at first, mm-hmm. but I didn't see it because I'm like, bro, you just a competition. Like, both sides, they won't keep you long and you ain't want to be there long. Like, it's yeah. like, you're a competition winner. If they really wanted you from the beginning, they wouldn't they even would. made a competition. Mm hmm. Right, right. But yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you hit right on with that. Yeah, that's true. Um, so this is kind of like my last question relating to, I guess, the resale market. Um, you know, back in the day, man, I guess when it comes to maybe rappers or certain figures having their own collabs, like I know we had like, you know, G-Unit. And Jay Z try to put out his shoes with uh, Reebok. Um, like, how come? Like, it seems like now, like the artists having the shoe movement is like a big deal now. Like, Pharrell has his human races with Adidas. Pusha T has his own Adidas shoe. Kanye got his own his own line. Um, I can't think of no other rappers that have their own shoe. But it seems like it's more accepted and it's cool. It's cooler now to have like a like an artist inspired or artist collab shoe. So how come you think like the G units and the Jay Z shoes, the S Doc Carters didn't work out back then? Was it because of the brand they were trying to go with? It wasn't with the brands because some of them are still with the same brands. Like G unit was Adidas, I believe, right? That was, so it was Reebok. Reebok. Oh, it wasn't Reebok. Yeah, it was, mm-hmm. well, G unit was with Reebok. But Reebok was, I feel like they were more always more on the edgier side of signing the type of people that they work with, like the type of artists that they work with. Mm-hmm. Um, Reebok was always on the edgier side, but today the artists, I feel from what I've heard, have more of a say of what their shoes look like, look like yeah. what they're, cause they're trying to be, uh, create more of their brand back then. It was more, uh, Oh, let me focus on my music and I'm going to do a little bit here and there with the shoe. But, they didn't really, you know, work with the look of their shoe. Right. So. I think it's, like, more of, like, the genre of music. Like, hip-hop now is the mm. biggest. So, they, like, why wouldn't we? Like, it's basically going hand-to-hand. Like, mm-hmm. no basketball shoe is really selling for real. Outside of Nike. That's true, the way you look at If you really it, start yeah. thinking of outside mm-hmm. of stuff, and Puma tried, but it started, like, it started to slide again. It's going mm-hmm. right back down. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they're going to do in the like future, but right now it's not. It's just Nike and maybe stuff, but right now it's just Nike. Like you're not even looking at Dames for real. You're not looking at James Harden shoe for real. Like Kawhi shoe sales, but I don't think they put that many out. That's why I think it goes so fast. Yeah, they, don't, they don't put that many out because yeah. New Balance is still trying. I feel like they're still trying to work on themselves. I feel like, all right, what is the market for these, or how is people gonna? How can we fit in? Yeah, like they're still. I think they're still trying to even figure out how to like market Kawhi. Yeah. I think. I think on the West Coast it's probably bigger, but on this coast of the East, it's uh, there's not really a market. I've never been to a gym and seen somebody with some Kawhis on. Yeah, that's why yeah. I think the artist runs it because mm-hmm. you think about it in a locker room. What is the player listening to? He's listening to an artist, mm-hmm. and then the artist is not listening to a basketball player. He might watch him and stuff, but. I don't have to listen to them. The season off, mm-hmm. I'm still going to do what I got to do and still have my fans. Right. So it's like, I think the the music is really running. Uh, but it just did start trying to make a little push. But it's well, just... With, with players, yeah, but it's still like, when you're talking about basketball shoe and you're mm-hmm. talking about like what's selling, because basketball shoes aren't selling for real, but mm-hmm. the ones that are are Nike. So it's like, yeah. 
Because you Nike, got the Greek, you got Kyrie, you got LeBron, you got yeah. Durant. Yeah, they have more of like the, uh, I want to say the more of the marketable faces, but yeah. I, I, I think you understand. I, I would mention but. Kobe, but I don't like what people, the way people doing his shoe now. So All it's right. like, I uh, won't mention that. Thank you. I'm glad you said <laughs> that because everybody knows I'm a diehard Kobe fan. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't really appreciate how they started doing the the market for him. Like mm-hmm. when he, he was he was alive, all right, cool, you could have you can get his shoe on GOAT or whatever, maybe for like depending on what it is, maybe like the Cheetah Sevens. You could have probably maybe got it for like one seventy views or probably like two hundred for new. But now you look at it, they like three hundred, four hundred, five hundred, like they weren't being re they wasn't being remade then or remade now, so why are the prices going up? Because he passed away, so it's like it's right. It's 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 a little weird. Even if like what, even with Nike itself, why aren't you selling his stuff anymore on on Nike dot com? It's like yeah, I understand the stuff stuff sold out, but you know he had a lifetime contract with you. I think you should, you know, you know, uphold it. Because you could still, if you really say that you care about the man the way you did, you could still take those funds and put it into his sports academy. You could put it into his foundation. Like, you know, that's all I say about it. And I know they got somebody looking at these apps and looking into the what are we doing. Right. So it's like, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you, you see the shoes that's selling real high. Why wouldn't you water the market down with those shoes? So that wouldn't happen because you know people want those shoes now, and that's why people the demand is so high. They like I'm gonna mark it up, water it down. It could kill that effect. Like mm-hmm. you do, you see this happening, and not stopping it, and you know you have a a chance to stop it because you those shoes they still have. Mm-hmm. I know they got the Grinch, Kobe still. I know they got them. The the thing is with it, the way I see it is that. The pick the bigger the big companies, the like these manufacturers, they don't lose. That's they they don't lose. Because I say, all right, right now they can control right now they control the reselling market. Because rather than, you know, you have a going deeper into it, you have a lot of stillings and killings over these retros that come out. So it's like, all right, cool. So way to eliminate that is you put more out. That would lessen the crime. If you just put more out, you you're gonna still make your money regardless. Rather than oh, we're gonna get limit some, give you a little bit right here. All right, a couple months later, we gonna say oh, we gotta restock. All right, we restock with a little bit, restock again because it's like all right, I, I want them or I know I can't get them later on. Let me just go ahead and pay this two hundred. Right. But if you just go ahead and put out what you're originally gonna put out, just put that out. But what do you like how does it affect people mentally that's buying these shoes like by you putting a lot putting out a lot of shoes that makes it easier for people to get do like i'm just asking you personally that like do you care if a lot of people have the same shoe that you have or you just buy shoes because you like the shoe you don't care who else has them uh, i buy the shoe because i like the shoe i don't really care who else has them because a lot like, of people like it's all about some people don't like that. too Right. Like, oh, like I, what is it? Like, I had like the Shans, but you weren't really a big fan on the Shans. So I kept my Shans, even though he hit. He mm. sold them because he was like, oh, I hit, but I don't really want them. Right. But it was just like, all right, cool. Like, you know, like some people playing certain basketball shoes because of the comfort. Some people can't play in them. But it's just, for me, it's just, I don't really care who has them because I know that that's what I like. That's what I like. That's what I'm going to go with. Mm-hmm. The Shans, it's with. It was a nice shoe, but for them to try to market it as a limited shoe, and then I seen started to see everybody with it, I was just like, I don't really need this because it's not like a top priority type shoe to me. Like, mm-hmm. now if I was like a top priority shoe, that's the shoe I want. That's the shoe I'm going to get. Like, I don't care who else got it. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to market it as a limited shoe and then everybody see like they got it because when you walk around, you're like, dang, that person got it. That person got it. you like, yeah, let's let's be honest. Everybody ain't got it because some people have UAs, 
which are oh, yeah. unauthorized. Some people, some people got fakes, but <laughs> they did fakes. The fakes are so good these days that yes. I can't tell if you, you walk past some gray A fakes. fakes so, yeah. so you can get some gray B fakes. The gray A is gonna be basically it's gonna be that same shoe, but it might have one little stitch and that's all that you can't notice. So I'm just trying to go on what you just said. So how does these um these apps, you know, they verify if the shoes is real or not? Um, do you think some fakes get through the cracks oh, yeah. and people oh, yeah. are buying fakes? Stock X are getting it. Uh, I'm not saying it because I ain't never got a fake from them, but Stock X are getting exposed for letting yeah. a lot of yeah, fakes I, through. I heard, that's, why, that's why I brought that up because I heard the I, same like, thing. I know they have like goat verification too, but there are some really good quality fakes where it's, I like for instance, like the UAs are basically, this is the legit same shoe that was made with the quote unquote real but it's just maybe Nike said you know what I don't need this I don't need these many shoes alright y'all just keep these so these numbers didn't get punched in the system and these are now UAs unauthorized basically your same shoe they just not in the system with the number now you may have like some good quality A fakes uh which are like you know your your same thing, but like I said, it's maybe like a little stitching off, or one of Jordan pinkies is a little bit to the left on that ball rather to the right. It's right. just yeah. That ain't one of his pinkies. You only see one hand. Uh, <laughs> that, that is true. Gotta do what you got. No, no, you do get to see th- sometimes oh, the fingers. Just, yeah. The fakes, I thought, I thought the fakes were one that you see all the fingers, right? No, no, those are those are reels now. You can see the fingers. Oh, those are reels now? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, I've, been yeah. out, I've been out of it for a minute. Yeah. I know back in the day when you yeah, saw you the fingers, you was yeah. like, yeah, them jokes are gays, type janks. But yeah, that's how they keep you on your toes, too, because they're always changing something. Right, right, So right. it's like, all right, cool, maybe, oh, you're going to be like, oh, you got the fakes, but nah, this is the... 2013 third batch this isn't the, <laughs> this isn't the 2015 first batch right, uh, right like you can you can actually tell by looking in the tag in your shoe if you actually like really studied it you can look at the tag see the dates of when they when it came out it's like or when it was created it's like okay cool does that match up with a date that's on goat because mm. it's you can go on dope goat go on goat look at the dates be like okay all right they match so you saying some of the um companies like that make these shoes, how you were saying like a stitch might be off, you said those are unauthorized ones, are you saying? So um, you think yeah, they're still they, trying to they like, still like, try to sell those or no, the company don't sell them. They just okay. say, um, all right, cool, we don't need them. Okay, so they right. just the manufacturer probably just keep them. Or like an just, employee a back door on Yeah. Like, oh right, uh, right. Just like yeah. the uh those those like UNC like Jordans like the legit ones Michigan mm-hmm. Jordans Oklahoma players right. are really selling them and don't get me wrong I'm with the if the player get it it's they shoe they can sell mm-hmm. all they want so I don't no, think none of those players should be penalized for none of that they was getting penalized for selling their shoes that's wild they don't that, that's, none that's that. crazy I'm getting penalized for selling my shoe yeah that was given to me that's like you saying I can't that, uh, yeah, that's the whole NCAA, man. Yeah, yeah that could be the whole dude. Hold on <laughs> the podcast on that. Man, you can have a documentary on that. <laughs> or somebody coming soon with that. I don't oh, know yeah, who. Somebody, somebody. Yeah, definitely, man. Yeah, but um, yeah, man, it's real interesting just talking about this. And uh, this preacher y'all coming out, you know, to speak on this. Cause I, that's why I kind of wanted y'all to be on this podcast about this topic. Because I know y'all real some real sneakerheads. Y'all have a, a lot of knowledge about that, man. And like I said, it's more, I feel like if you look deeper into it, man, it's like a business that you can, you can make money from it and you can, it's like a culture, man. It's like, it's crazy. And, um, and like, how long do you think this trend, or well, I want I don't want to say it's a trend, but do you think like how everything has evolved from standing in line for shoes? Now you got to get a raffle online now. Like, how do you think, how, do you think, how, how far would, would this go? Like, is the kind of system they have now would be the same for a while or like how, what do you see it going from now? Um, wherever technology takes it. Right. That's to be honest, because yeah. the, just, I remember back like in 2011, 2010, when I was working at a shoe store, it was 
it's nothing like how it is now. It mm-hmm. was we had more like I said we you know we did our back door but now it's <laughs> yeah like we, wow uh, that's a yeah that's not a joke. <laughs> yeah but we yeah he, yeah the back door out the shoes out the back door yeah. but uh, <laughs> but, uh but yeah um yeah it's it's crazy now because like i said yeah yeah, you, you got more apps. Nah, because y'all got me with that. <laughs> you got yourself, man. You somebody. I, I think they got to change a lot. So it's like the new Foot Locker app. Like, it's what's it called? Flex? Yeah. It's messed up already. Like, oh, yeah. Like today, when you try to get the court purples, you couldn't even log in. They logged you out, and you'll get an error when you try to log in. Mm. So it's like they got a lot of work to do. And then they trying to... Basically, when you get all these points, you could trade it in for a cruise or a oh, T-shirt yeah. or something like that. We like, bro, just give me my twenty dollars off my shoes again. But think about the ones who who get most of the points, the ones that know somebody who at the who working at the store. And so it's gonna have to start with these the bigger companies. And they said people doing the way they getting their points is you go buy a shoe that you don't want. Mm-hmm. Like during the week, you go buy some random shoe and you just keep building your points. And they said that's how people hit because the more points, all oh, right, right, mm-hmm. it's the best best chance for you. Yeah, because you know you're more liable to buy something versus somebody who doesn't buy that much or just want to just buy when there's a release. They're not gonna look towards you because it's like, no, nah, you know, this person supports us more, so it's it's more like a uh, like a loyalty program. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh. It's, oh, man. it's the algorithms, the tricks, all of it. But it's it starts it starts with the bigger companies, the the actual manufacturers, the ones who are leasing the shoe. It starts out with them. They they're the ones who set the tone for all of this. Not the not the smaller stores, not the consignment or the resellers. Like you could be, we could be mad at resellers. Some all we want because some people are mad at them. They say it's bad for the culture, but the these bigger companies the ones who are actually selling the shoe sets the tone for the market right hey nike if you need any workers my name chick just hit me up i live in hampton i'll fly to oregon boy that's your real name it's some your government name no i can't tell them government i don't know who listening <laughs> <laughs> oh man but um yeah man this is a good conversation man like i said i'm glad to have y'all out here man and um yeah, man, that's pretty much it, man. Um, so yeah, um, I just know, I just know this, man. Like sneaker culture isn't going anywhere, man. It's been around for a long time. I just see it getting even bigger than what it is now. And um, yeah, just gotta wait for the future, see what the future holds for it, man. Just gotta keep looking. Um, but yeah, shout out to all our Spotify listeners, YouTube listeners, um, Apple Podcast listeners, man. Um, y'all stay safe out there. Um, in these streets, and um, it's Easter tomorrow. Well, actually, it's Easter right now. It's yeah. past twelve o'clock. So happy Easter to all of y'all. Um, like I said, man, you know, during this quarantine, y'all just stay safe. Um, if it's a new skill you can learn, man, you know, you got plenty of time to learn a new skill or just you know find out more information about something that you maybe haven't had time to do at first. So let's just try to use this time just to benefit us as much as possible even though it doesn't look like you can really benefit from it at all but just try to think outside the box and just try to use it to your advantage and just you know let's all help it, help each other out let's all be great so can i can i add on to oh that? yeah go ahead bro um take this time for self-care no doubt take this time for self-care um i don't mean to be cliche but everything happens for a reason um so you know people some people say they feel like the world has stopped but if the world has stopped it's you know it's time to take care of yourself so self-care yes sir and on that and on mm, i messed it up on that note (laughs) this is david carmichael the second uh got my boy aj out here again my boy chick thank you and um (laughs) this is episode 33 of the caption of world podcast i have a good night peace be blessed